the need to be heard this is a podcast where i am going to anal- where i am going to share my thoughts around a topic which i have been discussing with myself for a very long time this is the topic of why do people want to be heard in the recent world of social media and over connectedness of people with each other there is a growing stigma there is a growing sense sense sensation that one can but that one can feel that everybody wants to be heard listening is on the decline and speaking is on the rise open any like develop any app or open any website or what have you where just simulate that there are a million that whenever you post something a million people are going to see it and everybody is going to flock flock to that place to share their opinions and that's why if you fig- if you, if you analyze it's a psychological analysis which you can find in literature that a lot of these websites will always keep things by default public because this is a very this is a psychological thing that people want to the more visibility that your content is getting the more attractive the platform becomes and this folds into the argument that inherently we want to be heard these days i don't know i have not i'm 33 so i don't know how people in 60s 50s or 1800s or 19 or 1700s used to be i don't think that i think as far as i can tell only people who are much way much more learned wanted to be heard and at in those ages there was a very strict division of labor so people rich were rich and poor were poor so a mine worker or a coal worker did not even imagine that he wants to be heard he just wanted his wage go to his family eat sleep do the same thing next day whereas the rich who had the resources and the time and the money and the comfort wanted to were more thinkers and hence you can always imagine that uh this that a lot of philosophers were always usually from well off families because they had the time and energy time and resources to do nothing and just think so thinking leads to enlightenment and enlightenment needs to leads to sharing because if you are enlightened there is no point in sitting alone in a forest and not sharing it enlightenment the first thing it will do to you is you should be sharing with people what you have gotten and that's where you see all the learned people like right scriptures include anybody from uh from psych from uh, philosophy from nietzsche to like sadgurus or vivekanandas or gautam buddha or anybody like if vyas like he got enlightened that this is what would have happened and he wrote the book he had to because not writing it was almost committing a crime for him but that's just to put it into words so then that brings about that where did that change happen where people who had actually realized that they have they have struck like enlightenment gold in the sense that they have figured out something that that is that is worthy of sharing and they actually took the effort and energy to pen it down and write it out and compose it organize it you know books which are famous are not unorganized they are very well or they are very well thought out they are divided into chapters or like they are they follow a they follow a line and you can see that the person has put in a lot of thought because writing comes with a lot of energy to spend and yet here in this world today 
sharing, like raising an opinion is all that matters because if you think about it, everything that you have written till now on every social media post is just some junk of garbage. Like it is just a matter of time that once you have written something, the age at which it dies, like for the first two days, somebody will read it. And after after six months, like nobody even remembers what you wrote. Nobody remembers what you shared. A lot of people I know used to write vehemently about topics of different interest. And that is the very reason why I'm not on social, on most social media platforms, because I find it extremely disheartening, if not like disturbing, that people write things which I can see that in six months or two years, if I tell them the same thing, they would just smile and knock it off. So I felt that why should I waste my mental energy into reading and understanding or comprehending or like uh, giving their giving their thoughts my time and which which I can see that even they have not thought through, even if they are my friends or family, like regardless, like I mean, my time is mine. Nobody should have the authority to waste my time. Only I should have that authority. So that is the reason why I could not survive on social media because the amount of sharing was way too high. Even if it be that your pictures or families and pictures and families is a, is a, is a separate thing. I mean, it is good to know that my friends are doing good. It's, it's great to see mine, uh, that my, my friends are having kids, their first birthdays or the way that they travel to some place. That is great. But when that photos becomes opinions and when those opinions start turning into questions and answers that is when the problem begins that is where one person as a person i realize as to you and i it is not the fact that we are going to discuss i am not this is not a bipartisan argument i am not trying to draw boundaries and there is no you and me us and them it is just a matter that i can see the 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 seriousness that you have given and the organization of thought that you have put in into writing it out, it seems to me very clearly that you have given it, re- this is basically has been like a lunch or dinner table discussion for you. Maybe it is not, but the way it has come out and it has been written and it, and the way that you are defending it with with completely closed arguments, that is, that, that is extremely mind boggling. And that brings to the thing that why does it happen that people want to share so many things? And why, why does it so happen that we have come to this place where we, and that is actually also begs the question because this has been, I have seen people who were way more active in sharing in their younger ages. The more older you grow, the more realization, the more life happens, I believe. And it's not that you realize that this is all futile and you stop doing it. It is that other things in life start taking priority and manifesting your thoughts into words on platforms which carry no value or personal personal value or are of no consequences to you you realize suddenly that there it's completely futile so no i mean not that you consciously become aware of that the futility of those platforms it is the fact that you realize that subconsciously that should you spend those five minutes writing that post on facebook or linkedin or whatever linkedin is still useful because you may linkedin will always be happening because people at least get their professional opinions out and you can get some short-term gains and again 
even on something you wrote on LinkedIn five years back will still be relevant because it was facts. You studied a programming language, you studied a technology, or you did something, there is a project, there is code, there is X, Y, Z, there are artifacts which support what you are writing and that's why it will still be relevant even if the programming language in which you code it is now obsolete and nobody uses it but people will still respect the fact that you are able to organize your thoughts and ideas into a structured way and share it with the world and at that point there would be some people who read it understood it and maybe actually learned something from it so your contribution will be rewarded but what posts you wrote on facebook five or ten years back carry no value whatsoever nobody's going to scroll through your timeline and look at what you wrote and form an opinion of you because it is complete it is always understood that two years ago i used to be a moron until well not the word if not this moron might not be the right choice of word but the sentiment is similar so hence this is a time progression that happens. With time, life happens, important things come up, and then people start suddenly start gravitating towards like doing more useful practical things than forming these opinions and taking out time to share them. It would be easier for them to sit with a beer or a wine glass at hand and discuss it at after lunch once before they want to sleep just to induce sleep because such topics are only as good to induce sleep at this point and they no longer are close to your heart which was six years ago you were like raising slogans and writing stuff and that is a very useful reason why platforms social media or otherwise where people share opinions it, it, uh, the, the, now it is again the, the fact is that people do share and it, it is a cycle of life everybody there are people today who are 21 years old and that is why you will see and and this and this has changed i mean if you think about it uh, boomers did not have this 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 leisure they did not have any place where they could write something which they could see that 500 people read it they did not have that luxury only millennials had it and millennials now have figured out that well, doing that is so, so futile. Like life is way more important than sharing my political opinions or my 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 socioeconomic thought on the last decision that the government took. There are there are now that the the next generation, the Gen Z and what have you, the names exist. That is why peer to peer social media sharing platforms are way more popular now because folks have realized that broadcasting an opinion to people usually makes no sense whatsoever. So doing things and like and standing and videos have become like the norm now. Video is a much more norm rather than Facebook was people have shared much fewer videos of themselves on Facebook than the thoughts that they have written. So the 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 rationale is still the same. The new generation might feel, and I am completely speculating at this point, that the new generation might completely feel that you know making a video or like showing your protest or like the the level of involvement that you might show on a video towards a cause that you support is way ahead than writing four lines and like voicing an opinion. But in the end, if you analyze, it is still the same argument. It is still the same cycle of life. It is still the same thing. It is still that whatever you are, your video of three or four minutes or what have you, it comes and the fact is you may get some few likes and there but like nobody is going to spend if i get if you give me a video from an 18 year old person and it's a five minute video where he's speaking about any topic which is of interest to me i am not i am going to look at that person's age when that video is starting like yeah it's a kid yapping or something and i'll close and move ahead 
but if that very if that very video is of a 70 year old person who is uh, maybe a professor somewhere or who holds has held a position of of recognition somewhere then i might actually spend 10 minutes to this that's why i would rather listen to bill maher uh, ranting about random stuff rather than listening to a millennial or a, or a gen z person like speaking about black lives matter or like the trump movement or stuff because trump is as trump is an asshole is is like a general sentiment it's like the ox it's like become it has become almost like a part of air at this point but i i find it a very amusing argument is like i there is it is extremely it is impossible for me to believe like anybody coming up to coming up to anybody else and claiming that the decision of an entire half of a nation half the country elected him they are all dumbasses like that is something that does not i find it extremely hard to digest but regardless when it comes to uh, not that this commentary is more directed at trump haters or trump lovers or like political opinions but it just so happens that that is the majority of stuff shared it might be a good analysis to do on social media platforms how much people share about their own creativity versus how much people share about their thoughts and opinions on socio-political or economic situations i guess if platforms were built to share creativity and that's why i guess pinterest and Another, some other platforms, which I'm not very much aware of, I'm not a creative person myself, might, might have limited audience, but much more engaging audience because sharing creativity, there, there is something that you have created. Again, LinkedIn is a good example of professional creativity. But again, that, that, that LinkedIn also, like I'm not a much visitor on LinkedIn, but of late it seems that just making umbrella statements towards the technology will do blah and we'll have flying cars. Now, I find anybody writing more than one line on this topic completely absurd in the sense that you don't have the nooks, you, you don't even know which direction to step in and I am not going to read your three-page article on the next generation of future technologies because not that I am going to contribute there, it doesn't add any value to me, I'm not learning anything. It is just as good as reading the summary of a science fiction book. I might, I might as well like find a good summarizer, feed it the book and it gives me the same content that you are writing and like I am supposed to read it. So then it adds no value. But if somebody is sharing their thoughts on any particular technology or some development that they made or something else, that is way more interesting. Hence creativity. If somebody has created something, it is way more interesting than somebody sharing just their opinions. Just like I am doing it right now. So I find it very amusing that somebody will spend their time to listen to this but in case it gives you some perspective, if you are a person who spends a lot of time reading or listening or watching content created by other people to content by other people, then I would ask you to be very mindful of it because are you going to change your opinion based on what you are reading, listening or watching? If not, then reconsider. Not that there is an argument that it will increase your perspectives, it will broaden your perspectives. But that is again, you, you, are, you are watching the way those media platforms these days are, are, are tailored. You are, there is a concept of personalization where it is a goal if not people are awarded for their methodology in which they have figured out what a person likes and what a person dislikes. So clearly there are, there are, inherent 
uh, I want to say incentives for people to feed you the content that we they have figured out is what is what you like. Not not out of a sense of hatred. It is just a sense of engagement because platforms need to be able to make money to survive. If Instagram does not do what it does today, it won't be able to pay the bills of all the servers and the storages and the compute that it takes for them to run their billions and billions and billions of apps. If they wouldn't have, they would not have the money. If ads is the thing that gives them money, nobody is paying a single dime to use WhatsApp. But still, somebody has to store all your photos and your videos and what have you and your information. And all this content, it's not stored on your phone. If Instagram comes to a model where, okay, give, tell me how much space you want to use on your phone. If your phone fills up, I'll tell you that, hey, I've, you gave me 10 GB. I've run out of 10 GB. Now, whatever photo you upload, I don't have any place to store. So tell me what photos to delete. And I will not show you any ad. No ad for you. I'll just charge you a little bit of a fee. I'll just do something because I have to pay the labor who is maintaining this app which you are using but the storage and the editing and everything is yours you it is running on your phone you do editing on your phone it doesn't go to our server we don't do anything on the server it's a completely serverless app and not serverless in the methodology that is used in cloud where there is actually a server but just you want to be fancy and call it a serverless server so if the whole app was on the phone then it would be unjustified for facebook to use ad revenue but it is not. And you people upload a trillion photographs on Instagram without spend giving the anybody even a dime of their money. So well, somebody has to pay for that money. So anyways, the point being that there is incentive for people to show you content which is engaging so that they can make money and pay their own bills, which, which is a devil's advocate's argument in the fact that they are people are feeding you stuff that they know that you like. So a person who's a Trump hater would rarely get articles from people who have made very strong arguments as to why Trump has been a good leader for the last four years. The economy on the whole is a rise. There has been no major like uh, like disasters. He has had a few PR nightmares, but what, well, nobody, everybody forgets things after six months. There were times when he went to the Europe and there were Angela, Angela Merkel did not talk to him or like Macron, he shrugged off, he sneezed in somebody's face, he farted or whatever he did. Nobody remembers it that now. All they remember is Trump is an asshole. That proud argument, well, he was an asshole before he became the president. He's an asshole still. So clearly the state has not deteriorated much more. So then why not give the guy another chance? So anyways, the point is that you will not get content which where you where the systems have figured out what you do not believe in. So there is, so again, so given that that is all true, so again, folding this back to the argument that whatever you are reading, listening or watching, which is political social, which is not creative content. I think this, this argument stays for everything which is non-creative. If it is a non-creative stuff which that you're watching, if you're watching political commentary, or if you're watching uh, any socio-economic well-being stuff, stuff related to jobs or energy sector or climate change or anything that you believe in, you need to ask for yourself that uh, does watching this make give me any benefit? Does my view on climate change uh, ha will you improve or deteriorate or will I have a change of reference based on what I'm watching? And if you do want to change your frame of reference, if you want to, if you are a believer that climate is changing and you want to help that cause, well, then you have to take some action. Then the thing that you should be looking out for is how can I help make that change? 
like watching videos and commenting on stuff and following threads where you are fighting people who are not believing in climate change is not helping the fact that there is climate change happening. So by virtue of commenting, reading, uh, propagating or like promoting articles, news or videos where people are challenging others who are not believing in climate change, clearly you are not doing any useful stuff for the cause that you think that you believe in. You are actually just a sitting duck. In the same way, like Greta Thunberg, like she might stand up in front of a billion trillion people, claim a hundred thousand things, say all the things that she wants. But the question would be, what have you actually done? Have you planted trees? Are you undertaking projects where you are actually trying to make some changes? How many buildings have you gone and requested those buildings to remove all their air conditionings? Because air conditionings are the primary reason why ozone layer gets depleted. As at least this is what I was told some time back. I might be lying at this point, but somebody has to fact check this. How much are the real changes that you are bringing? It is extremely hard to find articles where there is actual changes that people are telling 10 things that you should do to avoid climate change it is extremely hard to find such articles they will never be recommended but these are the people who hate who do climate change deniers uh, that is not helping any side of the aisle neither they are helping their argument neither you are helping your argument it is just that the argument is more entertaining than the cause itself so it is extremely use important for Again, time is the most important commodity that you have. Like money and all everything can come, but time does not come. So all the time and energy that you spend in this, in these causes and listening to these causes and raising an opinion, like it is always very important to understand whether it does involvement in this matter and commenting, reading, understanding, all that jazz that comes along with it. All the time that you spend. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to just list classify. Uh, uh, the actions as reading, commenting, watching a video or listen or doing or, or podcasting or something, but spending time giving your energy into such, such, such causes, one should always ask the question that, well, is my time spending here justified? Am I improving the situation in any way? And if I am not, then what is the whole point? So if you are a believer that climate is changing, then it is more important to, it is, it is rather better to figure out a way to search and read articles where you can further your cause rather than figuring reading and getting pushed articles where you are figuring out oh this person said climate does not change and then you have to read it you spend time reading it energy now you have read it your brain has consumed it and well i don't want to go into the psychological impacts of what happens when you read reassuring content or resentful content and all that things because it just deteriorates your personality and makes you a more hostile person well not measurably hostile but over the years that thing will get amplified but is it worth the cause which will be very hard for you to for for most folks to find so again this again folds back that the the need to be heard and that's why people want to be heard and you are the one who's listening. And if you are not listening, there is no incentive to yell and scream. If you listen to rational things, the reason why people were always, I mean, not the reason why, the reason that I believe that good books stood the test of times and not bad books, it is because good books, people who read it, stood by it, forwarded it, took the legacy. But there are a lot of bad, I'm sure the number of books written all across hundred last 300 years were way too many. 
but a lot of books were just like you wouldn't find any pornographic or like a sexually explicit book from like 1800 still circulating but there will be some jane austens and stuff circulating shakespeare is still circulating but are you convinced that nobody wrote pornographic films or not films books at that time did they not write sexually explicit content or other like demeaning full content because such content people within the neck within the reams of a few years realize that it is not adding any value to anybody's life so those things never get propagated it is again natural selection in you can draw parallels with the natural selection because content that adds value to somebody's life shakespeare's macbeth has a lesson for a, for everybody it's not just it does not have one lesson you could be peep coming from africa and you can under, read macbeth and you will get a different lesson which will be very useful for you in your life you could be coming from china and you could read macbeth and you could get a completely different lesson but which will still be relevant to you in your life so only things which are relevant in life would go forward so whenever you read something or when you understand something or when you're sharing something like just just be mindful that is this adding any value or am i just or is this just my mind trying to manifest something so that it gives me the pleasure that i wrote this and you understand that you are the one who's getting that pleasure nobody else is <laughs> for everybody else that is just like some piece of garbage that somebody who was like just wants to rant or say something wrote on on twitter this is extremely prevalent i used to be on twitter for some times and i had a back and forth with it because it was just too overwhelming to me because i would read people who have so many opinions so many opinions so many opinions and that's all i would say like i was overwhelmed by the fact that how can people have an opinion about almost everything like almost everything like it is just people can just pull out some do a few google searches pull out a few stats and the amount of time that they would spent in compiling tweets which were like or tweets or writing sharing their own articles from their own websites which were way too lengthy way too time consuming and you would read it and it's just that you read all of it and it says okay so corona is dangerous it was during the covid times when like when this covid started it was like well how do i spend time twitter used to be a good pastime but then a lot of people were talking about corona and the stats and stuff and that and you would read and read and read and read content and like the one line description that you could tell is that okay corona is dangerous and now we are here after 6 months of corona and well not that with tongue in cheek i can say it is it is not that dangerous 200000 americans have died of it well because it's a new thing that that came up if it if there could have been way more than this the the flu killed way many more people than this way 40 million 50 million people died right now there are countries in europe where kids are going to schools teach, people are going to work football games are happening life is going on because almost everybody in their righteous mind has figured out that it is not that dangerous it is nobody is denying the fact it is not but it is not that dangerous if it if the death rate is like less than 2% or i don't know what the number is i'm sure it is under 2% or 1% if you have corona the odds that you are die is going to be one in like 1000 or 10000 god no something like that I mean the odds are really low and then as a human being you need to really believe and trust in your own abilities and your own immune system now if you do have a condition and is very well under that's why we have great scientists and doctors because well if you have a heart condition like try to follow some precaution because it could be dangerous to you now if you have a heart condition then corona is very dangerous and you should take all the precaution but if you are good in good shape you have maintained good diet you follow you you 
treat your body well you you don't do things with it that kind of you don't have pre-existing conditions then you should not say people and start pointing fingers mask is not there this is not there that is not there i mean it is okay everybody maybe that person is also is a marathon runner for crying out loud and he just forgot his mask or for that matter right and just calling people out and like and sharing those videos calling each other karens and carlyles and marks and god knows what like just inciting resentfulness you are giving reason for others to follow line and when you see something do something similar like you know to say see something say something that is like see something think before then say something like should be the motto rather than see something and say something well think about it think go through that possibility that there may, there is a chance that what you are seeing is not exactly what is happening there might be more to it and that aspect which is usually called as being mindful is missing and that's why like when you get a platform to say something you are going on i am going on for the last 20 and a half minutes because not because i have organized all these thoughts very well this is an this is a very shitty podcast show because i am going all over the place but then because for me what is important is the message and the topic do not have to why do people want to be heard now yes so 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 i i have i was careful in not trying to go into the democrat and republic side of things because i live in the united states so it's the most obvious thing but yeah as as a general psychological analysis of social media platforms and their usage coming from a person who as i said myself i do not use any social media platform for the, for a bunch of such reasons it is and, and this is again as a message as well as be very mindful of what you read be very mindful of what you listen because you might read and listen something or or watch something assuming that it is just what it is just killing time but this hell these things go into your subconscious mind and they form your opinion they form your personality and the more resentful content and the more uh more i don't want to say hate feeling but hate feeling is pretty strong but uh, more stronger content that you see and especially from people who do not have a well formed opinion now if uh, now if uh, for example uh, all the stand up comedians right after donald trump selection like suddenly suddenly every stand up comedian was like a political pundit every stephen colbert apparently knows more about politics than like i don't know half of cnn suddenly it seems that uh, uh, what says this guy, jimmy kimmel or all these people like they have way too much to sh- to why because they have figured out they've gotten a clown as their president well then i can make the fun of the clown every single day now it is extremely important that whether do you want to take stephen colbert's opinion on politics like as long as i used to like watching stephen colbert don't get me wrong i was a good big fan but after trump selection i saw five of his continuous episodes and the theme was okay we get it he has been selected by us could you spare him do you have other jokes in your in your in your armory or is this that or is this going to dominate for the next four years and trust me i have not watched him for like over four years now I just keep watching him every once in a while and again out of 10 minutes it is 8 minutes of Trump bashing and 2 minutes of something that he saw on the street the last day and made fun of it because he has some creativity still left in him so that is very sad Bill Maher on the other hand doesn't share opinions but he just calls things out i mean a little pre- pre- personal preference here and then you have other folks Trevor Noah like i didn't listen to him much i was much of a follower of John Stewart 
but again it is a trump bash like parade like the, that guy with the that funny guy with round specs like john oliver uh, now i don't think he wears specs yeah uh, again political commentary like yes it is good it is fun a nice thing but like re re repeatedly saying the like repeatedly beating around the same bush uh it is not good for i mean i was i still respect them as comedians but cannot respect them for their content anymore for the last 3 years because what you created is just a by a, a partition a bipartisan like a polarized view of the world not helping my cause i mean and again i don't want this to go into a political commentary but um yeah so that's why very being very mindful of again i'm setting examples from my own self that i mean there were these people who you i used to follow and listen to a lot and based on their singular thread that they are all telling me stuff that is anyways available everywhere and they are finding new and creative ways to humiliate the same guy um yeah i don't think i want to get entertained in such a format so i'd rather like watch something else so yeah i think it is still a very interesting topic as to why people want to be heard so much now uh, availability of platforms and the fact that what you say or do can be broadcasted like youtube is so powerful like you upload something and then i do i'm not sure i've not talked to more creators but what is the expectation that people will see it and give you comments and like stuff like com- i mean people who create content for like for like entertainment different story they don't fit into this umbrella but for other people sharing your political commentary why I mean, it is good as long as if you are adding humor to it, then great. But if it is just your own political commentary, if Rachel Meadow starts yelling, yelling and screaming, well, yes, she doesn't fit into the same umbrella. But uh, yeah, so being mindful of what you hear and consciously choosing sometimes to not hear or not read or not watch something could be a very soothing experience because not having an opinion, trust me, is way better place to be in than having any opinion because. if 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 you if if you are somebody who is having two kids and you do your job right and you have everything climate change discussions like they don't matter they they absolutely do not matter and and they should not be too strong and i don't know whether how to make sure that such content get filtered gets filtered i wish something like this come out but yeah this was my 34 minutes of sharing thought that i wanted to uh it is a little divergent from my usual hindi poem sharing episodes so i might want to find a way to organize this differently and i'll cut out this section of course and i'll add some section at the top thank you have a good night bye bye